0: Hey there, my name is Fela Ebioye, and this is How to Corporate, my digital show about how successful professionals navigate career moves and money matters. Today's topic, how to build relationships with my guest, the biggity boss, Demetrius King. The big boss, big, big boss, emphasis on the B (laughs) of the boss. So um, before before I let Demetrius introduce himself, uh, i do want to kind of talk a little bit about how i met uh demetrius uh we met what 10 years ago i would say right about 10 maybe yeah, 11 that's, years that's ago about so, right yeah yeah it was a whole decade from the old now <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was a whole decade ago we, we used to work together and um uh through this career development program that we both got uh selected for and this was a uh, considered a coveted program that they would handpick some folks that were quote-unquote up and coming some young professionals right these are your go-getters etc around your company and uh people would rotate into this program each year and uh you 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 go into it for two or three years and then they fly you out uh for this big conference with all these other uh folks in the same program and pretty much it'd be a whole networking fest you know and everybody would try to connect and shake hands meet people from different departments and all of that and and, you know, me and Demetrius, we didn't know each other at the time, but I think we probably individually were having conversations with folks that, you know, wound up having some mutual interests. And we wind up connecting. And I think we wound up even hanging out, I think, almost the entire conference that time. <laughs> and then going forward, we just stayed connected. But I bring up that story because, again, I think it's really relative to our conversation about good and relationships. That was 10 years ago. Right. And over all that time, I think about all the people I met who I may not still be connected with, but we've stayed together. We've stayed connected over the years. And I think that's relative and really powerful to how we're going to get into it. So but back to the introduction, Um, Demetrius is an insurance executive, an entrepreneur. Again, emphasis with the with the B, the biggity boss man. But uh, I'll let him do some proper introductions. But first off, man, thank you. Thank you, man, for taking the time out to uh, be on this show today. Uh, really, really appreciate you, man. So, yeah, you want to tell the folks a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I appreciate you. So let me start off by saying thanks for putting this together. This is much needed. I think people will enjoy this. This is something that we can definitely learn a lot from, and they can learn a lot from your experience. And to your point, we met 10 years ago, and I had a funny part of that story. You remember that we used to get a whole bunch of business cards, and the goal was to exchange as many business cards as possible. Now I remember I only kept like three of those business cards. It was you and a couple other people that I actually still stay connected with. So so for me it's really building real relationships. We'll get into that. But a little bit more about me. So I've had the privilege of working in a bunch of roles in the insurance industry over the last 15 years. You know, I'm entrepreneur, I have a small business, we work a couple kids, you know, so relationships are key and and we'll get into it. I won't start answering answering any questions right now, but it's really about at certain points in your life, more about the relationship you have and who you know versus how hard you can work. I know that sounds counterintuitive to everything you've ever heard. So, but I'll I'll kick it back over to you and we can jump in.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. So, so maybe let's just even start with us. Like, why do you think From that experience that we had together, right, 10 years ago, why do you think we've stayed connected from a relationship perspective? Like, why do you think of all the people that you met, why do you think we've just stayed connected there?
1: I think we did, like, so so to start the relationship, you know, what I always tell people, you got to start with a conversation. And our conversation didn't start with, what do you do? It started with, what do you like? What are things that interest you? What are some of the items that you do outside of work? And so being able to start that conversation then leads to the next C I'll use, which is a connection. So you had that conversation and we built a connection and then we stayed connected over the years because we were able to find things that were similar. And that doesn't say you have to be just like the person, but we're able to find things that were similar and that helped build us to where we are today, which is the R, that's our relationship. So all this time we've seen each other grow and we've had that. And then we know we were both motivated individuals that wanted to do more. So we always say iron sharpens iron, and I think that's what that was us. It was like, hey, you know what? If I can learn something from him, that I am going to continue to go far. And I think we both had that mindset at the time.
0: Yeah, no, I man, I, I completely agree with you on that. uh Definitely, iron sharpens iron. I mean, you talked about a couple of things, right? Connect connecting with folks, building relationships, and just you know, we'll talk about this today. But really, understanding sometimes the difference between. Connecting with people building relationships and just networking right even the aspect of casual networking right because I think it's there's a misconception that they're all the same I think but it's just it, it can very much so be different but uh but yeah no that's that that's awesome so how do you how, how do you define I mean I guess you kind of already defined it a little bit but how do you yeah. personally when you think about your own personal definition of building relationships what does that mean to you?
1: So I feel like your network is a group of people that you know, right? So LinkedIn is my network. I got 1500 people on LinkedIn and I can put a message out and they all know they will read it. They can like it. They can comment. That's my network. But to me, the relationship are people that are going to call me, they're going to email me, they're going to text me. Those are the people that I have real connections with. And so that's how I differentiate the two and it's nothing wrong with having a wide network, but. I think it's important to have people that are in your network that you have real relationships with. So it's not just surface, because one thing that I've always talked about, and, and I heard someone else say this, and you know I've stolen it over years and made it my own way is no one likes to be networked. Hmm. And when you think about that, no one wants to get a call be like, hey, do you know this person? And then put me in touch. And only thing you're trying to do is accomplish something for them versus actually creating a bond and trying to grow with them or trying to actually learn something and build that relationship. So that's why I'm always careful. They're like, well, hey, you got a wide network. Well, that's great. But in that network, how many people do you really have relationships? How many people have you grown with? or How many people are you trying to build relationships with? Because obviously it has to start somewhere, which is that network. But what are you doing to really help push that forward?
0: Yeah, no, man, I, I think that's, that's a great example. I mean, just think about uh, when you get that call or a text message from Maybe a relative that just you know you want something, okay right? So like, we don't even we don't even talk all the time. We don't even do anything. We just we have a semi connection. And then when you're calling, I know you want something. Yeah. So I mean, so you're already kind of on the guard, right? Like ah, I don't know if I really want to build with this person. So no, I think that's a, it's important to just understand the differences. You know, there, there's a difference. So uh if if you're that family member, hey, cut it out.
1: So, <laughs> so, hey, call, call them when you don't need something. At least you mix it up a little bit, please, right? Please, please mix it, it make up. Surprise!
0: Exactly. Yeah. Just hey, good morning. Hey, big head. A yeah. little something. How's it
1: going? <laughs> so, what'd you need? No, I just wanted to say hello.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. So yeah, man, that's 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 awesome. Um, so you know, why do you think just maybe networking is is so important to one's career growth and advancement? I mean, we talk about networking and building all the time. But like what personally to you, what what do you think why that's why that's so important just to see that advancement, to be able to continue to network?
1: So I'm going to blend a couple of things here when I talk about networking and just okay. kind of that advancement. So I'm going to go through stages of your career. Right. Most of us start our career. Either you start working in college before college, if you go to college or after college. And when you start working in those positions, it's usually a position that has goals. It has numbers associated with it. And you're trying to hit a target. And so when you're in that stage you're a productive worker you're a producer right usually considered an individual contributor you go in and you hit things your network at that point is where you should start building it it doesn't matter as much because what you're rated on are your numbers but as you advance in your career and you move up the leadership ranks you need people that will start having your back and that's where having someone in your network versus having someone in your network that you have a relationship with starts to matter so Your middle manager in higher roles, it's expected that you hit those numbers, it's expected that you're really good at your job. So Mm -hmm. now it's about, well, how can you build relationships with people? How can you influence people? How can you guide people? How can you make sure to get the job done without having that direct responsibility? And that's where it ties into, and this is probably a whole different segment, so I won't go too deep on here, to the mentorship and sponsorship conversation, Mm -hmm. because that's ultimately where you want that relationship to go is, Mm -hmm. hey, how can you make sure that, hey, I have a sponsor and they're speaking my name when I'm not in the room. So I think it really goes with the phases of your career. But Mm -hmm. one thing that I'll share about for me and why it's so important is that you never know where the person you're sitting beside today will end up. Mm -hmm. And- I think a lot of times people look and say, well, that person's beneath me or that person's too far ahead of me. You may be beside them one day and you may need to make sure that, hey, remember us, we talk at this point. But if you don't, then you miss an opportunity to actually learn something from someone. There's a, there's a book that I'm reading and it talks about a guy that walks in and he's like the spellbinder and he looks real shabby. Well, he's actually a millionaire. And he likes to just go out and look like that. But people would discount that person because of the way he looks, not realizing that he has more knowledge and all put together. So I think in the business sense, if you're sitting beside somebody in a cube and you're like, "Oh, they're doing the same thing as me. I don't need to know them." Don't think that like that. Think about, Mm -hmm. hey, you know what? They may have the same aspirations as me. Let's come up together.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that's a great point, man. I mean, you know, I, I think about some of the leaders that I've worked from or four in the past and the ones that were able to build closer connections and really reach people just from a personal level those are the people you really want to go to work with those are the people that man i'm having a hard day i really don't feel like being here but you know what i'm gonna suck it up for you though you know i'm gonna do what i gotta do for you but when you don't have that connection you don't have that that element of a personal touch of the relationship aspect i mean you know it's just it's just another job maybe or it's just another place for you to be. So I think that's uh, those that some excellent points there, man, for sure. Yeah. Yep. So um, so thinking about it then, I guess, from a, from a personal level for you, how has maybe networking and building relationships benefited you personally over your career?
1: So it, it has allowed me to see a broad perspective. So in my network of close relationships right now, I can call an accountant, I can call a lawyer, I mm-hmm. can call a doctor, I can call anyone I need, and we're not talking about their profession. I'm calling to get their perspective. I have people that are in different regions of the company, or not the company, just like of the country mm-hmm. and all around. And so these individuals are able to give me different insights. And so for me, that has helped me not only personally, but professionally as well, because I get a different view. You think about your closest friends. Y'all probably think closely alike, right? Y'all yep. wear the same yep. stuff, shop at the same place, go everywhere. Yep. And so what I've always challenged myself with the relationships is, how can I get someone that thinks different from me? It could be from a political standpoint. It could be from a medical standpoint. It could be from a whole bunch of different standpoints in between, but that's going to challenge me because while I may not agree with their point, it's good for me to listen to it and understand and then push that relationship even further. And then it just makes us both better.
0: Man, so uh, that's a gem right there. I think that you dropped in, in-, in this world of, Especially just the social media and news element uh, and algorithms, uh, <laughs> groupthink, and putting everyone who thinks alike into one category is such a thing right now. And we only want to be surrounded by people who are like-minded. And if you think differently from me, uh, no, you know, cancel or whatever. Like I don't want to be around you. But how are you able to really grow like that? How how could you have an honest conversation by not hearing someone else's perspective? Who doesn't think like you you know so but that's 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 real that's that's the part of the relationship piece of it it doesn't mean that you have to you know think exactly like them or agree with everything they say if there's a mutual respect if they have something that they bring to the table that you can learn from you should have them in your corner you should have them in your circle you should have a, an ability to have a conversation have some form of relationship whatever that case that may be man so i, I 100 100 agree with you i hate the aspect of only associating yourself with people who think like you, look like you, all that, etc., and so on. So,
1: and and I'll add one thing. So, from a, this is strictly from a professional perspective, you'll grow faster and go further when you have people that don't think like you and mm-hmm. that aren't afraid to challenge you. One of the things in my professional circle, I have to have people that are willing to challenge me in all levels. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't even care if it's disrespectful. Like, hey, you're off point here. Like, let's talk about it because that's the only way we're going to get better. So newsflash if you got an ego that won't let that happen if somebody can't tell you you're wrong you may need to reanalyze what you're doing and how you're doing
0: Mm, mm. feedback man feedback right being able to absorb it accept it and uh figure out if there's opportunity to have a conversation we just we just don't have conversations anymore (laughs) so that's it and that's that's, uh and that's something that we got to get back to so uh but now man definitely good good gym so so what would you say to? Maybe the person that's listening who's thinking, you know, what, I don't need to build my network. I don't need all of this social equity because I want my work to speak for. itself. So I want to be able to work hard and, you know, I, I want folks to be able to see that. That's my that's my way of, of folks recognizing who I am and what I bring to the table. What, what, what do you say to that? I don't need to build networks.
1: So so that's interesting, so I'll go back a little bit where I was talking about in the early stage of your career, that is your network, right? That mm. is your worth, is working mm. hard and being able to go in and say, "Hey, I got all these widgets done. look at me, I'm the person that you should choose." And while work does speak for itself, having thirty people that are in your network speak for you actually speaks way louder, because you're now able to think about a web, you you're one dot on that web. Mm. You're right here and you're working really hard, and you may get a little bit of a bigger circle. But for everyone else that are in your that's in your circle to say, Oh, yeah, that person right there, that person right there, and they're all talking about you. Now you've expanded your opportunity and your social equity. And that right there gets you way further if you want to go far. Now, if you want to sit and say, Hey, you know, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah, that's that's probably fine just to sit in that same role. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But I think having that network, having those individuals that are speaking for you because you took the time to say, hey, how are you doing? And build a, con- build a connection with them. Mm. I think that's going to be the biggest key. And for me personally, after a while, so I started my career, I was doing grueling work weeks out of the, uh, out of the state. And then I come back in and I go out. No one saw me. I was in the field by myself But at the same time, when I had an opportunity to connect with others, whether that be in conferences or whether it's on a conference call or anything, I was always making sure that I figured out what made them tick. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another big part that we can talk about in relationships in a little while. But you really got to dive deeper than just, oh, what'd you watch on TV today? You really got to figure out that individual. And that's how you build that connection where it'll last a long time. And I think that's why we've been 10 years plus strong right now, because we figured that out about each other.
0: Yeah, no, nah, man. That's again, uh, well said. You know, building connections is also part of your brand. I, I think about a uh, someone else. I had uh, Dr. Cooley on a, on a different show. Uh, if you guys listening, check that one out. About you know, your brand is before you go into the other room, right? Your brand pretty much speaks for itself, right? And then when you enter, 100%. it it just validates that, right? And that's that's the relationship aspect of. And when you got that relationship with folks who can speak to. Oh, yeah. You know, Demetrius. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. You know, you know, knows his stuff, you know, really personable, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like you can't you're not really going to say that about somebody if you don't have a bit of a connection, you know, there. So it all it all just blends together. And you know, the, the building of one's brand, the the building of one's relationship, it all just, you know, kind of works in conjunction, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, it's their building blocks, because yeah. I've I've been in plenty of rooms to where, you know, I've been privileged to walk and laugh, heard about you, and all they do is start smiling and, you know, be humble, though. That's yeah. one thing I'll share about that. Don't mm-hmm. be like, yeah, you heard about me. I'm really good. Understand mm-hmm. that it's okay to be humble in that moment, Right. being humble,
0: being authentic, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, still find a way to uh, showcase your talents, you know, let, yeah. let, let, it, let it be known. I don't think there's any anything wrong with uh promoting oneself right not, being, oh, not uh, at all about it <laughs> yeah for sure but um you know letting folks know but you got to claim make- your talent uh, y- you
1: uh, know one thing I'll say is claim your talent if you know you're really good at it be professional and let people know you're really good at it and I think that <laughs> goes back to the question you talked about like hey, I'm really good at my job yeah. but if you don't build that relationship so other people know you're good or you can explain that you're good at it they may not mm-hmm. really know they may just know you from a number on a spreadsheet and not know that hey there's a person that's really good oh and by the way they're really personable and they're really good here and they're really good there And they get a full picture of you instead of just one data point
0: yeah for sure for sure for sure awesome man so you know when you decide for yourself when you want to build a relationship with someone or typically uh just connect with someone is there a particular approach that you have that you that you take or how do you usually tackle that
1: yeah so for me, the first thing I'll ask people, hey, tell me about what you do. Tell me about yourself. Okay. Tell me about your family. Tell me about your hobbies. Tell me about what you like. I'm meeting new people and going through new things. I don't want to know what your work product is. I want to know about you. But one of the things, once you ask those questions, and this is key, if you don't hear anything else I say, remember it. If you know that this individual has a child that is six months old, that is doing this and doing that, next time you talk to him, be like, hey, how's your child doing? it doesn't go straight to business. So for me, that's how I start. I ask them questions and just listen. Mm -hmm. And once I'm listening, I'm actually actively listening to understand like, okay, these are things that are important. And in my mind, I'm tying those dots. Okay. Daughter, daughter. Okay, great. All right. We like cars. We like this. This is what's going on here. We'll get to the work and business stuff eventually. But those are the things that make you memorable. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, hey, how's this person? Best leaders I've worked for. They will come up to you and they'll be like, hey, how's the wife? How's the kid? And you're like. I've talked to you one time mm. and now you remember that or they remember the age or remember the name and you're like, wow, how how they do that? And it's a skill and it's one that if you build it, it will go a long way.
0: No, that's 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 really cool. It uh, it reminds me of a a book that I'm sure plenty of people have read, um, How to Win Friends and Influence, with by uh, David Carnegie. I think he talks about Carnegie that is. element of being able to tie that personable aspect of that person. So if it's a birthday. You know if it's their kids i mean because at the end of the day we're all human beings right and so if i met you at a conference and then i see you again three months later and you remember my wife's name or my daughter's name or something like that i'm like you know i'm like oh okay well that's really cool right i mean i'll i'll probably have a little bit more conversation versus like uh what was your name again <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: like where, where do we meet
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly 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 so no i think that's a nice little kind of a a it, it brings the guard down a little bit, right? And opens up folks for to kind of start to have that conversation. Um, has that maybe ever backfired or any, you know, for you in the past, or have you ever tried to maybe build a connection with somebody where it just wasn't reciprocated or are they just non-responsive? Or can you maybe think about a time that, that hasn't really worked well for you?
1: Yes, and what I'll say, so I remember I had a new employee on my team, right? And so mm-hmm. one of the things I was trying to figure out, like what motivated this individual? And just what was it? Because they came to work at 8.30 and they left at 4. I don't care if we had a call at 4.15, they wouldn't show up. And I kid mm-hmm. you not. So I kept having the conversation, kept growing, kept trying to grow with them. At the end of the day, it was for not. And so what I had to realize as far as my leadership journey is that everyone's not going to be able to reciprocate or get on the same page as you. And so what i had to do was be more direct with that person and just set expectations and be like hey you know what we may not have a relationship but this is what we need to do so i'll say it's nine out of ten people that will work but for that one person what i learned is take the early signs and realize that you can't break down every concrete barrier mm. and the one that you can't break down or you can't step over sometimes just understand that it's there and work around it and figure out hey this is what we're going to do and it's just some people stop like this individual did not like bringing themselves outside of work to work. So whatever they did outside of work, it was two different people. It limited them, honestly. It limited their uh, relationships within the organization. Yeah. People thought one way about them because they came to work very monotone. This is what I do. This is how I do it. They did mm-hmm. a fairly decent job, but that was it. So, so that was the one time I'd say I actually went back, man, what did I do? What could I have done differently? And I realized There was probably nothing that I could do, but it probably took me too long to realize that.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I think that's uh it's good to also talk about the situations where it doesn't work out because you know, people can get discouraged, right? I mean, I try to build a connection with someone, I try to and I get the door slammed in my face or they're unresponsive or I get a really rude kind of reaction and it can kind of turn them off to say, All right, well I'm just I'm not doing this anymore and I don't I don't think people should hopefully or hopefully they don't feel discouraged to do that because you know like you said i think more often than that if you're coming at it from a very genuine place right a very authentic yes. place i think most people are reciprocal you know they're you know really receptive uh to that but like you said it, it's not always going to work but you're fine you're able to find a way to just say hey look all right well look um still got to work together you still got to figure out a way to you know get the job done so well here you want it straight hey i'm gonna give it to you straight you know and then yes. kind of do that but but the other side of that is thinking about their ability to connect with others too, right? Because I think sometimes we try to, we try to have a okay. This look, this is me at work. This is me at home, and you know, some people are just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to mix the two at all. But you know, you don't want to come like a robot, <laughs> you know, like when people can't feel like, oh, well, I can't talk to this person about anything because I can't connect with them, you know, and that, and you, you just become like this faceless person that. Um, you know, and people aren't people aren't inspired by that people aren't able to you know you can't really build with you know with somebody that you can't connect with so I think there's something to be said about that too I mean what do you think
1: well I think a hundred percent because you know we talk about bringing your whole self to work and I'll be the first to admit I probably have never brought my whole self to work mm-hmm. but I bring mm-hmm. enough and yep. I think sometimes people don't bring enough where mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. be very personable and people know you because the thing about humans we're all wired to want to build relationships. we're relationship creatures we want to feel that relation we want to know people we want to talk when someone asks you that question hey how's the family doing you want to talk about that Hey, how's your role going what do you Mm -hmm. do for like you want to talk about that but you want to make sure it's reciprocated so for me i think that's one of the biggest keys and being authentic is i know it's it may be an overused word but it's underutilized from actual action Because being authentic isn't just, oh, I'm going to come here and do X. It's, hey, this is me. This is why it's me. I'm going to make sure I get my work done. And that's it. Understand the values that you have. And don't let those values change, because that can actually ruin your relationships. And I'm not saying like, you can't grow your values. I'm saying, don't be like, oh, I don't value that anymore, because my leader doesn't value that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people they stop being authentic, they stop being themselves. And that's a tough part for, for me to watch because I've seen some really good leaders that every leader that they move into leadership with or under, all of a sudden they emulated them. So when it comes time for me to talk to them, I'm like, who are you? Are you this person or are you that person?
0: <laughs> yeah. If I say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna reach out to X person, right? Because, you know, I, you know I'm listening to what the, how Demetrius' approach is and I'm gonna reach out to said leader and say, hey, look, you know, I'd like to maybe, you know, network with you or build a relationship with you and would love to, you know, do so. And they say, okay, yeah, sure. And I schedule time with you and I have a conversation. Um, How important is it for that consistency piece or the follow-up, right? Because usually conversations like those may lead to some follow-up action. You know, maybe you got to go back and, you know, do some uh, additional research or, you know, you're expected to kind of you know, well, you're doing some growth opportunities. You know, what does that look like? You know, so there may be some 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 follow up action. How important do you think that matters to the relationship building?
1: I think it's critically important, and I know that's an overused corporate term, but I had to use it right there because <laughs> I truly think it is critically important. Because yeah. you think about this, the individual has already said yes. So you mm-hmm. go back to the beginning of our conversation where I talked about was it Star Wars starts with a conversation, yep. and you make that connection. And they say yes to making that connection. And then you're able to build that relationship. You're in between building that relationship at this point. And you have that first conversation. Think about it. It's going to go great. You're going to talk about family, fun, what do you do, how long you've been at the organization, what they've done, their career path. Those are things you talk about. What you have to do if you've already started this is say, hey, how often would it be okay for me to connect with you? And you have to follow up. You have to follow up. And then once you feel like you've created that relationship, and most of the time it starts monthly, then it goes quarterly, then be like, hey, let's connect when we see each other out or do different things, but you've already built that bond. There's a follow-up action that I've always given people is, hey, is there anyone else that you think that I should connect with? Asking that. And it sounds like a salesperson's tactic, but what it is, it's building your network. And remember, we talked about someone that's sharing your information before you go, Oh, yeah, I think this individual is perfect. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'll introduce you to them. And now you're coming in with a status above the connection. You already built that relationship based on what they said. So you're able to come in at an elevated status. True. That right there is one of the things I think people forget. So to answer your question, consistency is key, but also making sure that once you get to a point where you built that relationship, don't stop there. Ask for more. Ask for who else can I connect with? who else do you think i would you know be able to have a conversation with and use their network as well and that's how you really really grow your network and build those relationships
0: yeah yeah no man that's uh, I, I love it i love it you know i mean i just i'm just as you're talking i'm thinking about my own experiences and when somebody as for lack of a better word referred me right to another connection right kind of yep. give me a layup right to go connect with somebody else and then i get there and now the conversation is going great because you know, the other person already just said a lot of great things about me. So it's like, okay, half the battle exactly. is done because now the person feels really great about it. So now I'm just building on whatever it is the person helped me with. So, um, you know, like you said, it's the follow-up action. What do you, what are you doing with that feedback? What are you doing with this relationship? And I guess that kind of maybe a twofold question is how important do you think bringing value to the relationship is, you know, like, is that, is that a thing? If I'm If I'm somebody who's trying to build a connection with someone else, how important do you think me bringing some sort of value is to the relationship? What do you think on that?
1: I think it's super important, but I think sometimes we think we have to be overvalued. Mm -hmm. Bringing your perspective that's different than mine is value. Mm -hmm. Bringing your thoughts that are different than mine is value, and that's all you need to bring. And that gets back into the authentic bringing yourself, because if I'm connecting with you, there may be differences that I can grow from you and you don't even know, but if you're not being authentic, not bringing that, I have no idea. So I think there's definitely something you can bring. But at times to where there isn't anything to bring, sometimes, and I'll say this, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay for you to get something. So what I mean by that, let's say you're going to talk to a senior executive and you're not anywhere n- near that role. Well, they may not get anything from you right there, but they know that, hey, they're in that conversation. That they're giving to you because sometimes it's good for you to get poured into as well versus you always having to pour into somebody else. So I think that's a, it's a two, two-way two street there, just depending on where you're at in the relationship. But either way, I think bringing value or even just coming in, asking the questions, making sure that you're just growing and understanding what they've done is key as well.
0: Yeah, no, man, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, even think about, think about it like this, you know, with that example, right? If you're more of a frontline working person, you're meeting with an executive, They may just want to hear your perspective of how's it going in the field how's it going with you know whatever project we just rolled out or whatever the case may be right because you know they're at the top right they're you know signing off on whatever these decisions are but the what the what it looks like in the trenches you know with the folks doing it day to day they may not be able to really talk to folks like that on the on a day-to-day perspective so don't undervalue what you bring to the table too because i think you know and that's again kind of leads to my next question is the fear part right with folks May feel fearful, like oh, I don't want to reach out to this person. It's you know they're in a higher up position, or they're the you know executive this or the VP of that or whatever the case may be. So like, how much do you think you know fear versus confidence, right, may play a role in reaching out or or trying to build connections with
1: folks? So so I'll give you a quick story. So I, early in my career, matter of fact, when you and I met, there was a senior executive, and he reported to the CEO at the time, that said reach out, mm-hmm. and he said reach out. The next week when I got back home in Texas, I contacted his admin and reached out. And to this day, that was one of the most prolific and powerful 45-minute conversations I've ever had in my life. Mm. And it also created a relationship to where we met once every six months for a few years to the point to where we didn't meet all the time, but whenever he saw me, you would think we were best friends. People would think, wow, how do you know this gentleman? And so the fear is there, but if someone says do something, step outside of your fear and do it. People want to connect, they want to help you grow. So it's just making sure that you go out there and just take it and do it. And another part I'll share about the fear is that we're all humans. Hmm. At the end of the day, I, I, you know, I took this quote from somebody, but if you look at the cemetery in the headstones, no one says, this was a great VP. He was a hard worker. <laughs> she was a great worker. She was a great leader. No oh, one nice. says that. It's friends, family nice. and relationships. Yep. And so thinking about it from that angle, Yes, this person has a much higher role, they make, make more decisions than I do in a day, but they're still a person. And I think if we can take that down to its more, most granular level, I think that'll help with the fear and give us the confidence to always have that conversation. So for me, the example you use of going to the front line and reaching out, that's one of my favorite things to do. So I've traveled the country, i reach out to people and that's how I look to build relationships. And for me, it is fun because I'm able to learn so much and then really see what makes people tick. And I talked about this before, really understanding how to drive and how to motivate people and how to really get them to a place to where they feel like they can be successful.
0: Yeah, nah, man, so true, so true. If you're listening to this, reach out to somebody, make a connection, have no fear about it, right? But be prepared, you know? So I think that's, again, it's a powerful thing, you know? Just have the confidence to say, you know what? I want to build a connection with this person. It doesn't mean it's always going to work. But don't let fear hold you back, man. I think that's just that stops so many folks from even just getting started, right? It's to say that, uh, I'm not ready or uh what am I gonna say? Or uh this person's in a higher position like that. So what? Just just do it, right? Just do can, it. Can
1: I give the folks an action item?
0: Yeah, please.
1: Right, can I give a quick action item? So yeah. most people listening to this will have a LinkedIn, right? So you're mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. I'm sure that most of us have looked at someone and like, man, that is a career path that I would love to take. My action item for you and my challenge for the people listening right now, go on LinkedIn, send an individual a message, asking them to connect so you can learn more about their background and history. Mm-hmm. That's it. Boom. You'll be Here's surprised up. where that takes you.
0: There there it is. There it is. So, man, I appreciate it, man. I, I got one last question for you before we wrap this up, but I love where this conversation is going. So, um big conferences, happy hours. Those are the areas that we know all the time that people network and always talk about networking. I mean, are there any other avenues out there that people can take maybe to, you know, network? I mean, what do you think? I mean, you know, that's, that's the first thing that kind of comes to people's mind, I think, when they think about networking. But is there any other avenues out there that people can go?
1: I, I think so. So I think about volunteering, right? You think about the volunteer efforts that you do, some of the nonprofits that you're on, I think those are great ways to not only do something great, but also build relationships outside of your normal area. Because you think about what we talked about before, those conferences and happy hours, you likely know those people. You're not really meeting a whole lot of new people yeah. unless you were part of a yeah, program true. like you and I were. Mm-hmm. But if you're going out at Habitat for Humanity and you're giving your time, you're building something, you're meeting someone, and you're following up on those actions, that's where you really can build a larger network. So I, I definitely think there are other opportunities. now. Obviously, where we're at right now in the world with a lot of this being virtual, I think there are different virtual opportunities you can sign up for, different ways to connect with folks. But I definitely think making sure that to answer that question, I'm going to add a strategy to it. You have a strategy for each situation. Mm -hmm. And so if you're at a conference, what are you doing? I'll give you all my strategy real quick. So if I'm at a conference, there's say 150 people in there, and I know everyone except for 30, I make it a point to spend at least seven minutes with the 30 people I don't know that week. And what I do, I walk up to them. If they're in a circle, I'm like, hey, I'm Demetrius. Nice to meet you. What do you do? What part of the organization are you in? We talk for a minute. I'll look at my watch after about three or four minutes. And I say seven minutes, but it may be three or four minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'll give them a couple taps in the back and then I go to the next circle. But yeah. all I'm doing there is like planting seeds. It's like, hey, well, this person mm-hmm. came up to me out of the blue and mm-hmm. wanted to connect with me. And so the next time I see them, they're going to be way more comfortable with me. And that's where it gets your brand out there, as you talked about before with one of the other podcasts you were on. So Mm -hmm. getting your brand out there, but also building that network where people know you. So make sure you have a strategy. That's the same thing if you're at Habitat for Humanity. Yes, you're swinging a hammer, you're getting things done, but at the same time, take a break. Hey, I'm Demetrius, how are you? And that's all you have to do. Start the conversation, start the information flowing, and it'll go a long way. So have a strategy though. Don't just go out into this like, hey, I'm gonna meet somebody and get things done.
0: You think about if you're going to a big conference you tend to do what find a person you know (laughs) right you look for somebody you know you're like all right me and you we're gonna yeah we're gonna (laughs) stay tight for the rest of the way like no that? That defeats the whole purpose of this whole thing you know so you got to go out and and connect with people but you know but you don't want to be the person that's like man this guy's just really talking my ear off like (laughs) it's like God, just like let me release me please right so i, yeah. I, I like that approach right have the conversation plant a little seed and say all right i'm gonna move around hey nice to meet you and keep it moving and then you never know right so um especially in this digital world i mean the first thing i've always done is you know when i find somebody new if i get a business card or whatever i go to linkedin boom i add them as a connection right then and there, and that also helps just with the memory aspect of remembering who they are and what our conversation was about too so um but hey man this is this has been awesome i think you dropped a lot of great gems we'll have to you know probably pick this back up man at a later point because to me this whole building relationships isn't just a a one show segment man i think you can have a a thousand uh man hours a <laughs> conversation on the subject but man really really appreciate you thank you thank you so much for uh attending today but before I let you go, man. Is there anything that you maybe want to share with folks? You know, social media handles or about your uh, personal. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, just so like we was talking about. So, I, I've been privileged to work, been an insurance executive for a while, but also an entrepreneur. So, yeah, you can check us out on social media. You can get us at Black Story Studio, which is B L K S T R Y Studio. You can find us there on Instagram, Facebook. If you want to check us out on the web? You can get blkstrystudio Has all that information there. Appreciate
0: it. Awesome, man. Hey, really appreciate you for sure. Um, hey, go out, check out Demetrius's business, uh, check out his LinkedIn profile. And for those folks listening, go and take action, right, on what we talked about today. So until next time, see you later. Hey, thanks for tuning in. For more content, please click the subscribe button and follow us on all social media platforms at How to Corporate. Until next time, keep building.